Brad and Glenda Pius. Thank you so much for sewing into Morning Drive Bible. Without your commitment and support, this initiative couldn't come to fruition. Good morning from Jerusalem. My name is David Nekrutman. And my name is Scott Kahn. And welcome to Morning Drive Bible. Repentance. Repentance. That's what we're talking about these days. Repentance. Well, I give you forgiveness and absolution, Scott. Whatever you did to me, doesn't really matter. All is forgiveness. Oh, thank you so much. I don't know what our listeners are thinking right now, but uh, I hope that was a joke. I appreciate being forgiven for the terrible it's things It's all the jokes you. you have made against me, Scott, I know, in the podcast, and I just want to let you know that I don't take it personal. Well, David, you know, in Jewish thought, in order to be forgiven, there are actually three aspects of repentance that a person has to do. And in Psalm 51, which we are getting to today, in Psalm 51, all three are implied— these three aspects in classic Jewish thought are confession. That doesn't mean confessing to another human being. It means confessing to God, openly saying in prayer to God what one has done wrong, regret, feeling a sense of shame for what was done in the past, and finally, what's called in Hebrew, Kabbalah al Ha'atid, a decision and determination never to do it again. These are all implied within the larger rubric and framework of confession. And Psalm 51 opens up with King David, after sinning with Bathsheba, confessing his sin to God and, by implication at least, regretting what he did and determining never to do it again. And also asking for a complete restoration with God in his relationship with him and wiping the slate clean. Presumably, that's why confession is so important, David. You can't wipe a slate clean unless everyone is open about what happens. God knows what happened, and you know what happened. But unless you communicate this to God, and believing that God is right there in front of you as you say these words, it's easier said than done, or maybe in the case of confession, easier thought than said, to actually go and say the words, I did this to you, God. I violated our relationship. I did something which you didn't want me to do, and you're the boss. Saying that can be difficult, but it's the first step in opening up and repairing that relationship so we can once again be where we once were with God or maybe even have a stronger relationship in the future. I would have assumed that God knows my thoughts. In my thoughts, I say, I did something wrong. God would understand my thoughts and he would forgive me. But there's something about that I need to articulate and actually say what my sin is. In Jewish thought, the idea of verbal confession is important, but there's a caveat. That verbal confession should be loud enough that you can hear it, but it should not be loud enough that the person next to you can hear it. You whisper it. We know that God hears prayer. God, of course, hears our thoughts too. Probably the concept psychologically of verbalizing something makes it real for you. You acknowledge that I really actually did this wrong thing, but my relationship with God should not be that other guy's business. So I should say it, but not so loudly that other people know about it as well. That's between me and God alone. Well, this goes back to the concept that we've spoken about in previous podcasts when we were dealing with Genesis and the beginning of all beginnings, that God creates these ideas. Through this construct, we have our relationship with him. I would dare to say that at the beginning of all beginnings, God had to create forgiveness. Certainly true. We even have a Jewish tradition that forgiveness and repentance comes from the divine heavenly throne itself. And therefore, it was articulated, the idea was articulated by God, and by us articulating our sins and confessing them is the way back to Him. Oh, that's beautiful. 
we say that God created the world through speech. That was the vehicle that he used, metaphorically, of course, but the vehicle he used was articulation. In the same way that God created the world through speech, we create our newly repaired world, our repaired relationship with God through speech, echoing the original divine speech in Genesis. And we see all of this in those first verses of Psalm 51. I read inside, after David says, this happened after his sin with Bathsheba, he says, show me favor, O God, according to your kindness, according to your vast compassion, erase my transgressions. Cleanse me abundantly from my iniquity and purify me from my sin. For I recognize my transgressions and my sin is before me always. I sinned against you alone and I did that which is evil in your eyes. Therefore, you are justified when you speak and faultless when you judge. It seems like King David wishes to bring his sins to the dry cleaners. Yes, for sure. The only way you can really get them cleaned is you got to bring them in. You got to acknowledge what they are. There's an interesting question within Jewish thought, based partially on the psalm, whether one must articulate the specific sin or just the fact that one sinned against God. That's an entirely different discussion. One can read either way by looking at these various verses, because David just says, I've sinned, I've sinned. But the opening of the psalm says, after Nathan the prophet chastised him for Bathsheba. So David is both, in his introduction, mentioning the specific sin, and later on, mentioning the general concept of violating trust with God. And this is why, in the Hebrew month of Elul, we are preparing ourselves to accept God's kingdom, which comes with responsibility. With that responsibility, we understand the magnitude of who God is, and we want to ask God for his complete restoration of our relationship as a nation with him, so we're able to do our mission in the world. In the Slicho prayers, we invoke that God does not take away our Holy Spirit from us. My name is Scott Kahn. My name is David Nick Redman. Blessings from Jerusalem. Jerusalem.